0: The yeshiva.net. Kray Gav Hespin, the emissary of the Rebbe Rashab, or as the Rebbeim called him later Abayim, the Rebbe and being that it's Yom and like the Rebbe said by Favrengen, that in the day of the Yom is is mazol graver, his muzzle is very powerful, let's take a look a little bit into what the Rebbe Rasha not only accomplished, but is accomplishing today as well. The Rebbe Rashab accomplished many things, and what, one of the main things that the Rebbe Rashab accomplished was the Yeshiva Tamechet Maimon. But let's take a look a little before he before he established the Yeshiva taim Maimon, and what was the purpose of establishing the Yeshiva taim Maimon? We'll see that the whole purpose is, as it's known, that that the Talmudim, are, that Chzidid are supposed to be natives, lights to shine up the rest of the world. Starting at an early age, of course, being that he is the son of the Rebbe Marash, and being that that is is holy, take a look that his mother said a story that at his early age, at the age when he was four years old, and the Rebbe repeated the story that he was, that his mother had sewn a a dress and the tailor came over to the house and it was put on for a fitting and the Freerika Rebbe and the Rebbe Rashad was standing there and he noticed that there's a piece of material sticking out from the tailor's pocket. He pulled it out. And the tailor became very embarrassed and started defending himself that it wasn't on purpose, he didn't need to take that extra piece of material, so on and so forth. After the tailor left, his mother told him, take a look, how you you embarrass the tailor. And he cried bitterly. We're talking about a child four years old. But he took it so much to heart, and he was wondering what could he do in order to rectify that matter. A time later, he came into his father, the Rebbe Marash, and he asked him for a tikkun. How are you misaken? How do you rectify bonus embarrassing a person? And he asked him, what's the reason? He says, he just wants to know. Later on, his mother asked him, why didn't you tell your father the reason why you wanted to know why you wanted to know how you was this how bonus part embarrassing another person so he tells his mother with all sincerity not alone that i did something wrong by embarrassing a person I should also transgress, behavior and transgress, the love, the transgression, of Rechilus and Lashem Mind you, we're talking about a child four years old. And this became the basis of Chinuch, that he felt what was important, that how Chassidim have to behave. And we see it from various... I'm not even talking about all the other mamorim that the Rebbe Rashab wrote. We're talking about, for example, the, the, the Kuntris of Hechotzu, the Kuntris of Kuntrisatfile, the Kuntris, and this is what one of the main emphases, is Chalmaych Lenar. To the, to the extent that the Rebbe felt it's important that one of the Kuntres that the Rebbe gave out was also the Kuntris of Hechotzu. Let's take a look a little bit into the yeshiva of Taim Chetmimim. What was the purpose of creating the yeshiva of Taim Chetmimim? There were many yeshivas. People sat and they learned. Rebbe Shah created the yeshiva of Taim Chetmimim and established that yeshiva that it should be a place not only where to learn Torah, but to understand in great depth that it's not only that we sit here and learn Taita to become a Goyen and to make Chidushim. That's not the reason. The reason is, is that we learn Taita because it's the Eveshtish Taita, it's Hashem's Taita And we shouldn't forget who is the nice and hot Tadr. That's what's important. It's interesting to note, I was with an individual who told me that many years back, approximately about 45 years ago, it was American Shlichus. And he landed up in Panama by some very wealthy person. He walks into his house, and he's escorted escorted into his study, and he sees that this wealthy person is sitting there by an open open gemara, with short pants, no yamuke, and he's sitting and he's learning. And he asks him, what's this? He says, he learned in yeshiva in Europe. We're not going to say what yeshiva was that he learned, but he learned in yeshiva, and he enjoyed learning. But he forgot what is the most important thing of learning taylor to the extent that when the reverend made the yeshiva he wanted that people should sit and learn people should daven and the davening should lead that the learning should be proper which means not only learning just to be able to just to understand but understanding great depth of what it is what we're learning over here and that is davis just to the extent that if someone learned because he came with the yeshiva, and had a place where to eat, and a place, where, a place where to sleep, that he didn't want, that if someone came there to learn, because he wanted to excel in his learning, but not necessarily in the Hashem, he felt that someone is in this yeshiva, and is eating in this yeshiva, he is deriving pleasure, not according to Allah, because the purpose of the yeshiva was, to learn, and to bring in, that the person should have, Fear of Hashem. And the saying of the yeshiva was that one third of the day was to learn chesidus. And two thirds of the day was to learn nigla. That was the important thing. Which means that if a person learned nigla without chesidus, he was defeating the purpose of what he came to see yeshiva. And chesidus became one of the most important things of why we learned the Torah. It's interesting to note that uh, many years ago, in the earlier years of the Nassist of the Rebbe, this story I heard from Rabbi Khan, the story is already a printed story, that uh, he used to go give a Sheikh Siddhas in Muncie, New York. And in those days, traveling to Muncie it took a long time. It's not like today, you get on the highway, you're there already. And there were a few talmudian bokhim that came to learn. There was one bokhir who was considered at that time the top bokhir of the yeshiva. And he approached Rabbi El-Khan and he tells him, if, if you could get me Yechidus, I'll consider learning Chassidus. Rabbi khan comes back to New York and he approaches Rabbi Chalikov and he says, uh, there's this buffer who's the top buffer in yeshiva. If he would like to have Yechidus and if he gets Yechidis, chances are that he will start learning Chassidus and if he will learn Chassidus, we can have the whole yeshiva learning Chassidus. So Rabbi Hadikov tells him, you can have a for him in about three months. So he says, no, no, time is of essence. You can't wait three months. So he said, okay, we'll push him up. We'll get him there in two weeks. Fine, one week for a year time to go back to Mansi and tell him about that he arranged with the Yechides and the following week And Rabbi Hadikov warned him, remember, Yechides, but it's only for one minute. came back. And he tells him, I arranged for Yechidis. He was excited, and he came the following week. It was Yechidis, and he came to Yechidus. goes into Yechidis, One minute passes by, he's still there. Three minutes passes by, he's still in Yechidis. Five minutes, he's still there in Yechidus. Fifteen minutes, after fifteen minutes, they hear loud voices coming out from the Rebbe's room in Yechidis. And finally, after a half hour, he walks out of the Rebbe's room from Yechidis, and he walks out of 770, and he says that he will never, ever again step over the threshold of 770. What happened, no one knows. It took about 17 years later, after Yudshvat Haggadul, the girl Khan was walking down Kingston Avenue, and he hears somebody calling his name. Turns around, doesn't recognize anybody who this person could be. Keeps walking. And again, you know, somebody's calling his name. This time he turns around, he sees someone that's Russian. Comes over to him, gives him some aleichem. He says, do you remember me? He says, no, who are you? He says, do you recall that many years ago you gave a Sheikh Sivis in Muncie? He says, yeah. He says, do you remember that there was one individual who you very much wanted to learn Chassidus, and you arranged for me, He says, "Yeah, yeah." He says, "That's me." And he looks at him, and it just doesn't like fit the mold. It doesn't look like this is the person that whom he tried to get to learn Chassidus. Or he looks very modern, or maybe even worse than that. The bottom line is, he says, "Let me tell you what transpired." He says, "I came into Rebbe, Yechidis, and I came to the Rebbe with a complaint." And the complaint was, why do Chassidah she Bachrim, Bachrim and Yeshiva, learn Chassidahs three hours a day? It's It's a waste of time. The Rebbe listened to him, and the Rebbe tells him, and he tries to explain to him, what's the purpose of learning Chassidahs? And what is your goal for learning Chassidahs? And the Rebbe starts formulating that here you are, you're in a Yeshiva, you're learning, you may be even a that bahar, and your whole goal for learning is that you should become a Rosh shiva, to become a great person. But you're forgetting what is the purpose of really learning Torah. And, and the rabbi tells him that in order to be able to learn Torah Lishma, one has to learn Hussainis. And he tells the Rebbe, and you do learn Torah Lishma? There didn't answer like that, but the Rebbe answered him. I was around people that they did learn Hashemah, So he has an idea. And then he starts explaining to him that what's going to happen is you're going to be a person, you're going to learn, and then you're going to try to become somebody, and then something's going to occur, and someone is going to knock you down, and he's going to offend you, and then you're going to stop your whole learning altogether, and you'll give it up. And the Rabbi actually formulated what is going to happen in his life. He became a chosn, and he was invited to give a pilpul, because they wanted to see, maybe him come to Rosh What happens? He gets up, and gives a pilpul, and he's explaining this complete talmudical discourse, and someone asks a question, and breaks apart this whole theory of what he had built up in Nihon. He became offended, He knew he wasn't going to get the position that he wanted and slowly but surely he drifted away from the yeshiva world. The Rebbe did tell him though that the type of person you are, three hours of chesidus a day wouldn't help you either. You need six hours of chesidus a day in order to break what your mold was made for. And of course he was offended by what the Rebbe told him, but the Rebbe was trying to help him. Eventually... He came in for a Fabrengen, and as soon as he walks in, he hears that the Rebbe is talking about the advantage and the greatness of learning Lishma, And he felt that the Rebbe was speaking to him. Slowly but surely, went by another Fabrengen, it was special Bracha, and the Rebbe put him back on his feet, not to become Rosh Hashiva, but put him back at least on track. The Rebbe Rashab this is what he instilled into the Bokhrim is to learn Siddhis and to learn Siddhis with Nigla de In order to bring about that the importance of who is the Nois in the Taylor, who is the one that gave the Taira, and not to take it as a side thing. Finally, when the Rebbe Rasha may Taim him there was, during one year, one year, when he was in uh, Vienna, there were Chassidim, that was, was from Poland, and Chassidim wanted that Rebbe should it was Shabbos, and he wasn't ready to rank. There were also other people there, from Poland, from Hungary, but it wasn't meant to be. Maitreyi Shabbos, the Rebbe's Mishores, Haimei Rosen, came over to the Firdek Rebbe, because the Firdek Rebbe was the one who later became the Vah the one that was in charge of running the yeshiva. And he gives him a letter that came from Dan Ha'yeshiva. The Firdek Rebbe opens up the letter, and he reads, and before that I just wanted to preface, was as much as they asked the Rebbe Rashaf to Fabrank, he refused to fabreik, he wasn't up to it. When the Firi Kareba opened up the letter and he saw the letter from the Anholz and Yeshiva, from the Mashpiyim, how they described every single bochor, their accomplishments, how they're davening, and how they're learning, he saw that this would give his father, the Rebbe Rashad, a tremendous nachez So he went into the Rebbe Rashad and he gave him the letter and the Rebbe Shah looked at the letter and he was very happy to see how the bochor excelled. To the extent that he said, that he's going to go to Pabreik. Chassidim know, in our days, that when the Rebbe used to Pabreik, it was, was a very good occasion. It's interesting also to note, that when a boch in the yeshiva, when he went into Yechidus, he also had to bring a letter from Hanol, say yeshiva. And in the letter was written, how he keeps Seder, how he's learning, and before the Rebbe used to even open up the letter from the boch that came to ask, for a Eitze, whether it's an Avedah or whatever it is, the first letter that the Rebbe used to open up was the letter from the Anholah's Shiva. He used to take a look at it. And with that, he saw if the buffer is up to par, and then he opened up the letter what the buffer was asking. Unfortunately, at a certain point, the didn't want to give the Rebbe a like, misnefesh, so he used to water down the situation of a buffer. And when they speak, when he used to go into Yechidus, the Rebbe stopped even looking at that letter, knowing, because the Rebbe knows what the Bochum are like. In fact, it was even once that the went into Yechidus, and uh, the Rebbe told him, a da'nyetz hori lach you. Even your in, evil inclination is also laughing at you, because he has nothing to do in order that you should not do the things that you're supposed to do. The Bochum walked out, of course he was broken and he realized this is his time that he has to shape up and Lord Hashem that the buffer did shape up but I know the yeshiva, had the power to give over to the Rebbe to the extent that the Rebbe was fabrein came to the fabreinian and his people walked in the Rebbe was very upbeat and and one of the Chassidim, after taking some Ashka, asked, how do we, how do we jump on the, on, on the wagon? And the Rebbe shop said, jump onto the wagon. So another Chassid said, how is it? How do you jump onto the wagon? You have to have steps. So the Rebbe Rashab said, yes, there are four steps, and there's various steps that a person has to take. And these, ste- these steps is what brings the person up to the level that he should be able to get out of the wagon. And that Abedah of what those steps are is that a person has to think in every every materialistic thing that he needs, what positive thing could come out from that materialistic thing? Meaning to say, that if there's something that he needs, he wants it, what positive thing could come out from that thing that he was, that materialistic thing that he was, what could he bring out some positive things? And number two, that he should spend every day 15 minutes, not more, 15 minutes, to think a topic in And this will bring him out from his low level, and then he could go up another two levels that would bring, bring him onto the wagon of following what the Rebbe Rashab expected of sitting to do. When you take a look in the Chaneich L'Nar, it's very interesting. The reason why is that because it's not the Rebbe once said by Chavrengen, everybody always tries to follow what the Rebbe is doing, I I should also do like this, the Rebbe does this, I should also do this. And the Rebbe once said by Chavrengen that the things that you always want to try to find out what's happening in Beis it's none of our concern. The safer base Rebbe was 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 printed, so from those things you could learn. But to go all the other unknowns, who says that we have to follow those things? It's not for us. Base Rebbe was printed, so it was printed for us that we should know of those things that if we want to excel ourselves, then we can follow. In Chanoch <laughs> Manar, the Rebbe Rashad writes a tavo of how his son should be raised. And here you to think, well who am I to go ahead and follow that way to raise my son? I'm not a Rebbe. My father wasn't a Rebbe. But the fact that it's printed is a lesson for us what we're supposed to follow from that. And it's very interesting when you take a look in Chanechonar, and especially in today's day and age of what we and our children are exposed to, the Rebbe Rashab thought about that then at the time when he wanted to be Muhammad. The fear of it when you take a look in Chanaychul what do you see? That he writes over there that his son should be watched and guarded from friends who could have a bad influence, friends who read the things that they shouldn't be reading. Things that they read and exchange with other friends and this is what the Rebbe Rashab, when both of them we're not going to go through the whole chamechonar but you take a look that he guided him and he says how you're supposed to train a child from when he's still a small child today's day and age just take a look and you start thinking no the child needs this a child wants this you give him this the Rebbe Hashab said that when you train a child you have to train him in a way because he's young He's soft, you have to mold him in how he's going to grow up. Like it says in Mishnah. Train him when he's young, so when he grows older, he won't turn away from it. You know, when we get older, what happens usually is it's very hard to change our traits. But if our traits are molded,